The following is a sermon from the Vicar at Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. This morning, we are going to meditate on our gospel lesson found in Matthew chapter 3. And um, if you'd like to follow along while I read that for you, you can find it on page 8 in your bulletins. But first, I'd like to ask you all to please stand out of respect for our gospel. We read. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. This morning, I want to share something very special with you. And um, I want to share with you a truth that we find through the Holy Spirit in our gospel today, in in Matthew chapter 3. And it's important and it's specific for you. And here it is. God is well pleased with you. I want to share that with you this morning because I think the truth is is that a life lived without the assurance of God's approval can really feel kind of broken, can't it? A life like this can leave me begging the never-ending question, am I doing enough for God? Should I be working harder for Him? When a mother of young children who's a full-time worker is exhausted at the end of the day, and just wonders what it would be like to hear God say, well done. I think every single one of us here this morning can really feel that. There's a part of us inside that that knows. Down to our core, I think we can relate to a child who wants to be noticed by his parents as he lies in bed at night asking himself, did I do a good job this time? Today, the Holy Spirit gives us a special answer to what can be a difficult question for many. Is God pleased with me? And the answer is, yes, He is. In fact, He is more than just pleased with you. He is well pleased. And this morning, I want to give you two key truths found at Jesus' baptism that will reassure you on how certain this truly is. And the first one is this. It's, he stood in line for you. And the second is, he fulfilled all righteousness for you. Now, the last time that we saw Jesus in Matthew's gospel, he was just a child. He was living with his parents in Nazareth. And, and we're told that he grew up like any other kid. He, he was a boy. He, he then was a teenager. He went to school like every other child, 
And throughout his 20s, we know through the Gospels that it's possible he worked as a carpenter. And now 30 years have gone by, and Jesus just jumps into the scene. And he's become a grown man. And he's on a journey. He's, he left his home. He is now walking down southeast to the valley of the Jordan, and he's looking for a man by the name of John the Baptist so that he can be baptized by him. And as he approached the, the Jordan River, Jesus sees John the Baptist and a whole crowd of people who want to be baptized by him. And I think many of you might also remember, we sort of know who John is as well, right? John, in, in the Gospel of Luke, he was that little baby boy who was in Elizabeth's womb, and when Mary walks into the room, he jumps for joy, right? That's John. But John is a little different now. He's, he's a grown man, and he is preaching repentance to people. Change your minds. Change your minds and, and know that you need the forgiveness of God because you are lost without it. So he's preaching. He's preaching repentance, and, and he's baptizing people for the forgiveness of sins. But what happens next just threw John into confusion. The sinless son of God, he walks down the riverbank and, and he hops into line. Baptize me, John. John must have been so confused. There's no way he could have understood what was going on. The Jesus that he knew was a perfect child, a perfect man. And now he comes up to him and he's, and he's wanting to be baptized? Remember, remember what John's message was that he was preaching to the people? It was repent of your sins. And that's the same message that John had to preach to himself every single day. The same message that Pastor and I have to preach to ourselves before we can preach to you. Or the same that you would do when you're honest with yourselves and you're honest with God and you say, I have not kept God's will perfectly. I am a sinner. John preached the same message to himself. So now, here comes cousin Jesus. And, and Matthew lets us see exactly how confused John was. In verse 14, Matthew writes, But John tried to deter him, saying, I, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? John can barely spit out words to Jesus. Like, I, I imagine if we were there, we could see the encounter as, you know, Jesus hops in line and he's wanted to be baptized. And John's like, wait, wait, what? Like, you come to me? No, 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 no. I, I, I have to come to you. It's the other way around, Jesus. You don't belong here in this line. What are you doing here? John, he's standing in line for you, John. Jesus didn't belong in many of the places we see him 
in the Gospels. But there he is. The sinless Son of God who holds the universe in his hand. He didn't belong in a manger as a newborn, but there he was. The pure Son of God didn't seem to belong at the dinner table with tax collectors and with the low lives of society, but there he was. God's Son didn't seem to belong when he reached out his hand and he touched the unclean, the sick, even the dead, but there he was. The Son of God, who is life himself, didn't seem to belong hanging on a cross, dying like the worst of criminals. But there he is. Jesus didn't seem to belong in many places, but he's always there. And the answer to the question, well, what are you doing here, Jesus? He's standing in line for you. He's saving you. Jesus didn't have any sin. He was our substitute. He he took the sins of the world and he placed them on himself. He made our burden his burden. And Jesus' baptism was a baptism of of repentance. And it wasn't repentance for himself or for his own sins, but it was repentance for our sins. Jesus' baptism was a baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And it wasn't forgiveness for his own sins but for ours. And when you were baptized, when you were washed clean with the water and the word, everything that your sinful nature stands for, every sin you could possibly imagine, it was drowned and it was put to death. And at that moment, when your name is spoken, In baptism, at your baptism, his name is spoken over yours. God is well pleased with you in the name of Jesus. If you've ever had the chance to just sit down and watch a baptism, it really is a miracle of faith. I mean, you see this this child or a person, an adult, who, who was born into this world which really is is a miracle in and of itself, and is standing here, and there's water and the word. And with, with three splashes of water and 18 words, that child has now become a child of God. A person who no longer has to ask themselves, have I done enough for God? A person, a child who will grow into an adult and forever know that they will not have to ask themselves, have I done a good job today? Because God is well pleased with that person. God is well pleased with that child. He stood in line for them. Jesus does a little bit more at his baptism. He does. He does one more thing, and it's um, he fulfilled all righteousness for you. And he reassures you that God is well pleased with you by fulfilling all righteousness for you. 
In fact, that's the exact same answer that, that Jesus gives John. I want to read that for you one more time in verse 15. Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. All righteousness. It wasn't until about a month ago, maybe a month and a half now, where I got a better understanding of what righteousness was. A clearer picture. Righteousness is perfection. Righteousness is, is what I'm constantly striving for, but yet I'm also always failing at. Righteousness is how I want to feel when I end the day. Righteous is how I want to be in my conversations with my family and with my friends. No more arguments, no more criticism, just righteousness. Righteous is, is how I want to feel when I, I end the day, when I can stand here and, and know that I spoke in English and in Spanish well, and I can go home and say to myself, you're righteous, you did a good job. But the problem with me and righteousness is, is that I'm always failing at it. And it's hard. And I go home, and I, and I wonder, did I do a good job today? Could I have done more? Could I have done better? I leave conversations with family and friends, and I think to myself, why couldn't I have been more understanding? Why couldn't I have been more compassionate? At his baptism, Jesus did something for me, and he did something for you. He fulfilled all righteousness. And that is a wonderful truth because at his baptism, Jesus was thinking of you and he was thinking of me. And that's not something that we can skip over today. All righteousness is so important and it's such a key truth for us and for our lives. All righteousness means that Jesus fulfilled every last bit of God's law for you and for me. Down to, the, to every dot, dotted I, down to every cross T. He did it all for you and for me. Righteous is how Jesus ended his day knowing that he did a good job. Righteousness means that Jesus knew that he was compassionate and understanding in every single conversation that he had. Righteousness means that Jesus did it all down to the very last moment when he spoke these words on the cross. It is finished. That right there is righteousness. And it all means that he did it perfectly for you and for me. It means that we are covered because Jesus covered every single base that you can imagine. God is well pleased with you. You have a substitute. He fulfilled all righteousness for you. This day was uh, pretty big for Jesus. As Pastor said earlier, it was like a fireworks show, right? But 
it was better than any fireworks show than you have ever seen. It was gigantic. It was monumental. The heavens were opened. There was light shining down on the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit descended like a dove, something that no one has ever seen before. And there was a whole crowd of people, and John and Jesus, who witnessed it, and you are witnesses of it today through his word. How, how amazing. And everyone that day got to hear God's voice of approval. And this is what he said. This is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. This was a special day for Jesus. And it's a special day for you and for me. You are God's own dear son and daughter. You are children of the Lord. He is your Savior. And so when God speaks these words, listen to your father say these exact same words to you. You are my son. You are my daughter with whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Remember your baptism. Remember everything that Christ has done for you. And listen to your father say to you that he's more than just pleased with you. He is well pleased. And my prayer is that through this word of God, your, your hearts may be renewed. And that you are free to move forward serving your Lord in your respective callings. In your jobs. In your homes. As a brother. As a sister. As a husband as a wife, as a child of God. Amen.